High School Football on Round Guy Radio this year is sponsored by the following sponsors. Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Breaks Facebook page for the best sports cards in Iowa, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto, Iowa, and the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner's Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa presents the Burlington Greyhounds. We have Coach Crackle. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, appreciate you having me back on here. Uh, it's always good to be here. Well, Anytime uh, you can talk about high school football, it's awesome. Well, I want to I start out with the scrimmage. Uh, who did you scrimmage? We scrimmaged uh, always local, well, recently locally with West Burlington. Uh, just makes for easy travel, and uh, both the coaching staffs know each other well. And, uh, just makes it easy, easy for logistics, so that's – we were here uh, last Friday for that. So, yeah, that went uh, really well. We had 43 varsity kids, and, uh, you know, it was our intention to make sure that every one of them got on the field in quite a bit uh, after, you know, a couple long weeks of preseason. So, and then we always just kind of work on our base uh, of our offense, base on our defense, because you go into game one, you just never know what people are going to bring. They might bring the same things last year and maybe not. So to us, it's important to have, you know, confidence in our, in our base schemes. And, and like I said, we wanted to play every one of our kids and let them get out there quite a bit. So that was done. Well, uh, how do West Burlington look? They got, what, what do their fans have to look forward to this year? Well, I didn't really spend a whole lot of time looking at them. <laughs> truthfully. Uh, you know, you look at them as a coach, as you call plays just schematically to see, you know, what's going on and off. But, uh, you know, truthfully, most of my time was just looking at our own kids live and, and trying to make sure uh, we were doing what we're doing. Uh, and I really didn't keep track of how, you know, Coach Bowman was subbing over there. <laughs> I just know we, we emptied out all of our kids continuously throughout the scrimmage. And, and that's really about all I was doing. That was hard enough to keep track of. Well, you, got, you, you got 80 kids out. That is a lot to, take, to keep track of. Well, uh, yeah. what, what, what did you do well that you, that you thought in the scrimmage? Where, where were you maybe ahead of what you, you thought maybe you'd be? Well, I think uh, overall across the board, I think we maintained our our uh, moxie to want to come out and compete. Uh, I think everybody was pretty sound in, in the approach to as we went into that scrimmage with, uh, you know, just the culture of our, you know, working together as a as kind of a brotherhood of greyhounds out there. And uh, I thought they approached the scrimmage well, like it was – going to be a game even though for us it was more or less like a, a practice with objectives um and then i just think you know fundamentally as we reviewed our film we saw a lot of good things offensively defensively uh even our special team kicks and yet there were some things that um like all coaches which is what you're going to do every week and that's keep improving so, so you guys did some special team kicks in the, in the scrimmage yeah, I mean, you're allowed to do the, the kicking part, just not live contact and trying to block things and set up returns. But as far as lining up our teams and then just letting the kickers, you know, kick it off or kick an extra point of view, let the punter punt the ball after the snap, everything was a dead ball situation. 
uh, other than the kicker and the snappers were live. So, I mean, it was just good to get the kids on and off the field. I think that helps simulate kind of what a real game's like and, and you go through that process and, and then you, you know, you just uh, look at other things like, you know, what's the timing of the snap and we're getting the snap down and, you know, things like that and the kicker's approach. So that was important and that was good to get some of those in. It wasn't a lot of them, but it was enough to at least, you know, get it on film. So, well, uh, how is the uh, special teams coming along? Yeah, I mean, we, we got a lot of kids and, uh, you know, with that 43 kids and we got a lot of athletic type kids. So uh, we're just trying to match up our schemes to fit our, our kickers, per se, the, the leg strength and things like that. Um, that's, that's an important part of that process. So that's really kind of where we're at right now. Well, uh, you start things off with a bang uh, and it's at home. Uh, uh, last year's last game is this year's first game as you play Fort Madison. Uh, tell our listeners what time it is, whether it's a JV game, whether there's any pre-game uh, uh, galas and affairs going on. What, what's going on uh, opening night here? Yeah, well, you know, 5 o'clock there's a 9 and 10 game to kick it off. And then uh, and when that game completes, you know, 30, as is customary, you know, it's uh, 40 minutes in between. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll – have the varsity game about 40 minutes after that first game as everybody gets through their pregame and everything else and and uh hopefully get two football games in a night you could anticipate the heat having uh what i would anticipate anyway more than likely some official uh timeouts for you know extra water breaks and things like that so that might uh you know make the night go a little bit longer but you know hopefully we just all get it in we're, we're to the point where I'm sure Coach Doherty's the same way, thinking like me. I mean, you, you do the whole pre-grant, uh, the preseason. You have your scrimmage, and it's just it's just time to get the season going. So I hope all goes well that we can complete that game. Uh, you know, more than likely on Friday night. You know, like I said, just officials helping us out and you know allowing some some extra water breaks here and there, which I think is important for both kids kids safety on both the Fort Madison and Burlington side. Well, you got uh, uh, you got to get ready for a game uh, Friday, and you got uh, uh, probably a, a few things you thought maybe you needed to work on, or maybe some things that Fort Madison would do different that you need to prepare for. Uh, and you don't have a lot of time to, to to get practice doing that, but you also have this massive heat wave that's coming through here, where it's a hundred degrees, and and uh, 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 how how do you how do you get both the time in that you need and, you know, uh, try to work it out so that this heat doesn't uh, affect anybody too much. Yeah. Well, uh, so there's a lot, there's lots of different options. I mean, you can go later at night and things like that. We, we are a little bit fortunate that we have the Recplex uh, bubble next to us. Uh, it is not cool in there. I would not say that. Uh, and there's not a lot of air that moves around in there, but, uh, like today, they told us the temperature in there today was a stagnant, like 85 degrees. Well, compare 85 degrees in the shade with no air moving, and I've been in there before. It's a drip fest, so our kids are going to sweat a lot. But the only advantage is, you know, they're not outside in the blazing sun uh, mixed with the humidity and stuff like that. And then you got those, you know, heat indexes that, you know, truthfully could come around Wednesday or, or Thursday and could even, you know, cause a lot of teams to cancel you know, basically physical activity outside. You try to make use of your gymnasiums if you can here and then without 
uh, you know, disrupting, a, you know, the volleyball program. You can't do that. That's their, that's their home atmosphere. So, you know, we just, you just got to look around and be creative. So we are going to be in the bubble, I think, once or twice for a little bit, but we'll still be uh, half shell. It's Like I said, it's kind of warm in there and we've been in there before and it's kind of what they, they recommend uh, in there for just, you know, their rules and what have not. So uh, that'll be one thing we will do. Um, you know, other than that, you know, just preparing for Fort Mass. And, you know, we, we, we face us each day in practice on offense. So we're a, you know, double tight running oriented team. And uh, so we always practice against our guys in case, you know, whoever we meet wants to put up a, you know, run oriented offense or maybe bring something new to their seasons that they didn't have the year before. And, and yet you have, uh, you know, the past history of each other that we kind of know what the, the bread and butter of each other's coaching style is. So you're prepping for that. So I think as you always go into week one, you're always just kind of, you have a base uh, set of philosophy of what you want to do, but you our philosophy here is always to prepare for the unknown, uh, for this, that, and the other things, you know, trick plays, double, but we only practice against them all. We prep for them all because you just never know what you're going to see when you, when you come out of the gate. Well, we're dubbing this the Mississippi shootout. Uh, what is it about Fort Madison and Burlington? Why are we seeing games that the last two just came down to the very last play of the game? Uh, uh, why is it so tight? Why is it such a competitive uh, uh, rivalry? And uh, uh, why is it that, that just the whole corridor between Burlington and Fort Madison is just nuts about this one game? Yeah. I, well, first of all, it's awesome. It's uh, I think you got what you got there are, are two uh, football staffs that are passionate about their football they're passionate about you know working with their kids and their student body to get them involved in their programs i think that elevates the amount of participation i think uh like i said there's good coaching you know both sides that are gonna you know make that interesting as well and i think you got just the communities in general that that are always willing and ready to support you know their football teams and and i think just that whole big mix together just makes it a lot of fun when you have a Burlington Fort Madison football game, not to mention if you're whatever, a 20 minute drive apart, which makes it awesome for the fans. It's a short trip either way. And, and, uh, and that's, that's what it's all about. So I, I think you're just hitting us at a time where, where both programs have kind of, you know, woke up the, the uh, shadows that were just kind of lingering in, in both schools and you got a lot of participation. And right now it's just, making for a lot of fun football to watch between the two schools. Well, it's been uh, exciting the last two years, and I'm sure it'll be exciting again. Well, what is the Greyhounds going to have to do to be successful against Coach Doherty? Oh, that's that's simple. I mean, it's it's and you can almost uh, say this in a week in and a week out, but you're just going to have to be disciplined and execute, you know, the best we can with, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Is it is it a is it a snap? Is there a fumble? Is there an interception? Do we miss something on a special team? I mean, you're trying to go through all your your p's and q's, and there's there's no magic sauce. I mean, you're going to have to just play well. I mean, you're going to beat Fort Madison with Coach Doherty and and his coaching staff. You're you're going to have to play pretty sound football, and and uh, you know your your kids are just got to be sound and in that philosophy and the schematic approach to what you're doing. Um, and it takes doing it every day in practice and bringing it to a game on Friday night. Cause if you're going to look for a, a special thing here or there, or some magic switch, there is no such thing that exists. It's not going to beat them. Yeah, you got to bring 
to that game what you work uh, each and every day on, and that's the only thing that's going to give you a chance at, at, at getting that done. Well, uh, we've been talking to Coach Greckle here about the Burlington Greyhounds, but the time for talking is about over. Uh, it's time to blow the whistle, to, to kick the pig, and uh, uh, get this thing started. Coach, uh, uh, how excited are you f- for this season? Is, is, is opening day just kind of special for you? is it's uh what i love i mean this is year 38 and i guess what i love the most is about one little aspect about every football season i've been a part in is watching that opening uh kickoff whether it's dribbling on the ground or up in the air as soon as it's as soon as it's kicked in my mind i'm like here we go and then you can't stop it now it's starting and it's it's going to end somewhere late october and for some of the fortunate people, maybe even really late October, early November. So uh, that's just always the feeling I get from it, and that's kind of how I always think going into it. Football is just a spectacular game to watch, you know, because it just takes the whole community, the band, the music, the the cheerleaders, the the, the popcorn. It's just, a, it's just a magical night out there, and it's one of the most affordable ways to really enjoy yourself on a Friday night. And the state of Iowa, and uh, they'll be in there by the hundreds of thousands Friday night, I'm sure, maybe even by the millions uh, across this great state. Uh, Hope springs eternal. Everybody uh, is 0-0 looking for that, and and half the teams are going to get that first win Friday night. Well, Coach, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? Oh, no. No, You've got a lot of good points, and at this point, it's – as coaches, I mean, you just got to play a game. We got to get a got to get a real football game under our belt to really start uh, evaluating, you know, who we are and where we can go, and all that's the important part of process of coaching high school football that I know uh, our whole staff here enjoys immensely. We we just we're passionate about it, and uh, it's just a good time. There's there's not a a better hobby slash job probably. Uh, in the world in high school football. Of course, I'm biased when I say it, but it's been good to me for 38 years. I've, en- I've enjoyed it quite a bit, so and I'm, I'm going to keep on enjoying it. And there's no no uh, nobody, no school does a better job on YouTube. Uh, KBU, KBUR's uh, Coach Flaherty and Scott Mason, they, they're uh, as good uh, uh, broadcasters as you can get. You've got the best camera angles. you got the great cameras. you got court. It, it's it just flows seamlessly through the night and you guys are high flying, uh, high score. And, uh, Hey, you, you guys score. Like sometimes I've seen Burlington score like a deaf, dumb, blind kid playing a pinball machine. You know. <laughs> well, you never know what, what that'll end up being. And, uh, that's just part of the ride that we enjoy each Friday night. I mean, you'd like to stop and think you could be successful and score a lot of points. And sometimes it works out. And sometimes you got to battle hard just to get the, one or two touchdowns that you can get and it is what it is sometimes just an extra point or a safety or or just some fluke that changes the thing but it's so exciting and and you guys have uh one of the marquee matchups there the mississippi shootout friday night thanks for being with us coach I, i appreciate it and uh good luck to everybody uh this high school season